I suppose it helps to add my uh, <laughs> my webcam to the stream so people can actually see me, hear me, all that kind of thing. Now, let's tune into a radio show and let's not see or hear anyone. You know what? And I got to stop calling it a radio show because um, it's not really radio anymore, is it? No, it's it's multimedia. So I am your multimedia milkman. Good morning and welcome to your Tuesday. I am John Milky. Uh, this is a segment I have dubbed Caller 9. The whole idea is let's just shoot the shit. Oh, man, you know what I forgot to do? Damn it. Forgot to turn off Twitch. See, I, I, I streamed to Twitch 24-7, but I need to stop it in order to restart it over here. I'm amazed I didn't get notification from, from things that it was having issues. Anyway, I've turned that off. Uh, we'll be joining the Twitch crew soon. Um, What was I saying? I don't know what I was saying. Oh, yeah, Caller 9. The whole idea is, look, and, and I've got like three emails this morning. Hey, You've got quite the social media reach. Can you talk about this? I can, but I would rather you talk about this. So if you've got something going on, whether it's a charity campaign, whether it's just it's something near and dear to your heart and you want to bring attention to it, uh, maybe you've launched a podcast. Maybe you've got a, a business venture you want to talk about. Look, I, I don't have a team here. This is me. I don't have a sales department. Um, you want to, I, you know... <laughs> It, it, all I ask, if you want to come on my show and promote your business, if your business uh, would return the favor by playing Blast the Radio in your shop, that'd be awesome. But yeah, I'm not going to send people after you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever you want to talk about, politics. Uh, we're going to talk sex in just a little bit. Sue McGarvey is with us. It's been um, probably a month since Sue and I have had a chance to connect and talk about things. If you're not familiar with Sue McGarvey, one of my absolute best friends, um, Twitch was working right from the start, apparently. Cool. Good morning to Jules the Dancer. Um, hello, Chrissy. Good morning to you. Lisa, I haven't talked to you in a long time, Lisa. I miss your face. Um, join the show, 613-604-6464. Also, I've got a, a link up at uh, blasttheradio.com or wbtr.ca. If you click the webcam link, that'll bring you into a waiting room, and you can hang out there until I can bring you on. We'll talk about whatever, Okay. Um, I know I'm kind of scatterbrained this morning. I'm, you know what? I'm discombobulated. Here's why I'm trying, and I'm trying to get the show more focused. Trust me when I tell you. And I was planning the show last night. I, I, I was in the studio all day working on some stuff and finally, uh, escaped the dungeon that is my studio. And I went outside, poured a gin and tonic and, um, was, was enjoying that when all of a sudden the winds picked up again and it just, you know, the gazebo starts moving around and, you know, we just went through that storm May 22nd, which, look, a lot of people, um, <laughs> you know, have it a lot worse than I do. But in our situation, uh, we, we're very blessed. And one of the reasons we bought this house, we back onto a deep, deep, deep wooded lot. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, but unfortunately, on May 22nd, with that derecho storm, it, it, it literally sliced one of the trees right behind us in half and launched it into our backyard. It landed on our gazebo, smashed our window, put a hole in the side of our house. I had a privacy screen up on the side of our deck. It's gone. The fence between us and the neighbor is collapsed onto the neighbor's side. And yes, of course, it's that one neighbor you, you know, don't necessarily see eye to eye with on all things. Yes, the interesting neighbor I have talked about before. Uh, anyway, and, and you know, and, and subsequent to that, Hey, um, we, we noticed this tree is split. That We're very concerned about that, you know, coming down to our house. He never got a chance to get to it. Sure enough, next windstorm, it comes down into our yard. No damage done, luckily. But then he finally gets somebody out to cut some trees down. And the guy, not a professional. 
I don't think. Does a professional show up to cut down trees wearing shorts and a t-shirt and Crocs? Yeah, I thought not. Anyway, no eye protection, no ear protection, no gloves. I mean, the guy the guy was good. He was fast. He was quick. He was efficient. But I don't think he was a professional. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, he went to cut down one of the trees, had ropes on it the whole nine yards. Anyway, things got away from him. It crashed down into our yard and somehow managed to miss everything. So we, we dodged a bullet there. The only the only damage done was our back chain link fence damage. So now, you know, now I got to, you know, add that to the claim. So we're sitting out last night having a gin and tonic. The winds whip up, and it's like, oh, this 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 is very uncomfortable. Gazebo's moving around. Let's just, I'm not taking a chance here. Let's just go inside, you know, and ride this out. No sooner do we get inside than you hear smash. So the window that was destroyed in the derecho still has not been replaced. And and let me describe it to you. It is it's a massive window, okay? So there there are three panels to it. The left and right panels open. The middle panel is just a window. And it's what, you know, our living room and dining room look out to. Our basement stairs go down along there. So, you know, gorgeous window, but it's huge. It is huge. And so we hear this smash last night. I know that sound all too well because I heard it, you know, when the tree and the gazebo hit the window originally back on May 22nd. Sure enough. And I haven't I haven't replaced the gazebo yet. And we'll get to the reasons why in a moment. So all I've had is like one of those little pop up gazebos. You know, the ones like, yeah, you know, like you see them everywhere. They're just a little pop up. Fold it up, put it in the back of your car, and it's got a little canvas thing on the top of it. Ten by ten, light as can be, light as can be. And I've got it tied down because, of course, we're terrified of, you know, another storm blowing this thing away. Well, the force of the wind last night here in Blossom Park, like I know people in the rains are like, it didn't even rain here. What are you talking about? What part of the city are you in? Um, but it blew it right into the window, and it was enough to smash the other one of the other windows. <laughs> Just the outside pane again. But oh my God. So all this to say, my nightmare with the insurance company continues. And I don't want to name the insurance company. I have, but I'd rather not. Suffice to say, I'm in Blossom Park. This was the hottest, hardest hit area uh, in that storm, May 22nd. The only homes that don't seem to be being looked after are the ones who are with this same insurance company, who, by the way, as near as I can figure, operate under four different brand names. May 22nd, I spent six hours on the phone waiting to talk to someone. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't. Took me two days to finally figure out, you know, how to go about this, what I could do, blah, 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 blah. I have been waiting since May 22nd to get anyone from the insurance company on the phone. I'm not even making that up. Three months, eight days, waiting for someone from the insurance company to pick up the phone and call me, explain things to me. It's so last week, I, you know, I'm sitting outside and, and little bits and pieces of the window, the smash glass, start falling out. Reminder and motivation to get on the phone and I, and I call and I, and I actually got a human. And I said, look, I'm, I'm displeased. Oh, well, you know, this was an unusually large event. And we're, we're, we're really doing all we can. You know, we've brought in, you know, call centers from the states and things to help us out. No, I get that. 
But in three months, you haven't had a chance to even pick up the phone and call someone who's made a claim? That's bull. And if you're so busy, insurance company, why is it that every single commercial break on whatever I'm watching on TV, there you are advertising for more customers? We're wonderful. Give us your insurance business. Every second social media ad I see, granted, is probably for this particular insurance company because I'm I'm online looking at their brands a lot because I'm not happy. But I mean, every single thing they're putting out into the universe is be with us. We want you as our customer. You can't handle the customers you've got now. Stop advertising, deal with your shit, and then... Go after new customers. This is such bullshit. So I called last week and, and I got a human. Oh, Mr. Milky. Yes. Well, coincidentally, sir, we have you scheduled for a call from your adjuster tomorrow at 1.35 p.m. Really? Yes. It's right here on her calendar. She used to call you at 1.35 p.m. Now, Mr. Milky, that doesn't mean she's going to call you right at 1.35. She could be early. She could be late, depending on her how her day goes and the other conversations she has with clients. But expect a call tomorrow. Hey, you know what? That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Can I leave a couple of, of, of notes of, of things I, I uh, questions I have? Sure, of course. Absolutely. And, and the guy I talked to on the phone was lovely. And I told him that. Thank you. You've, you've talked me off the ledge. So Thursday, I'm expecting a phone call. Nope. Okay. Depending on how her day went, she could be busy. Fine. Friday. No phone call. Saturday. No phone call. But I called the insurance company. Sorry, Friday I called the insurance company. Oh, she's left early. Excuse me? It's 3.45 on a Friday. Yeah, she's left early. Well... How nice for her. Saturday, no phone call. Monday was yesterday, no phone call. Don't lie to me. Don't tell me that I am slated for a phone call from my adjuster if I'm not going to get a phone call from my adjuster. Like, just don't. So my question to you is, what are your insurance nightmare stories? Because surely, because everyone I'm talking to is like, oh, insurance is the worst. This is my first time ever. Ever. I, I've, I've owned a home for 27 years. I've never, ever made a home claim in my life. 27 years, religiously, every month, they have taken my money. I've never once made a claim. And now I'm going through this. So last night, the window gets smashed out. I'm just like, oh, God. So, I mean, there's there's no new ask on my on my part, right? It's, it's, it's the window they're going to replace anyway. And at least I've gotten to a point where they've approved the estimate from the contractor. I, I don't know how to proceed with this. This is my question. What do I do next? What do I do next? Hire the guy, pay him out of pocket, then wait, what, three, six, seven, eight months for you all to get your stuff together so you can, you know, reimburse me? No, I'm just not in that position. 
<sighs> I mean, I've spent my summer, my beloved, you know, our summers are so short. You know, I'm sitting on like busted pieces of patio furniture. The gazebo we we live under is no longer there. Uh, the window in my house is smashed out. The privacy screen that keeps my, you know me and the neighbor from killing each other it's gone. The fence that I have between me and that neighbor is leaning onto their property. I mean, it's just it's a nightmare that I'm living. Jules says she's only had good experiences with her insurance company. I'm going to DM you, Julie, because I want to find out. I want to find out who you're with because it, it's absolutely insane. So I'm on a court, and there are three homes. Well, four were actually damaged in the in, in that storm on May 22nd. Uh, one neighbor took care of business by himself, brought somebody in. I don't know whether he's filing that with his insurance company. I don't know, but anyway. But the three of us who remain, my buddy Eve, his fence is, is completely destroyed, knocked down. We're going to have that fixed for you in December, sir. Oh, good luck little bit of snow here in december december jeez meanwhile my neighbor right across the street his roof blew off he had to get up there and tarp the thing himself he's my age and he you know i think he's in better shape than me but he's not in peak physical condition by any stretch of the imagination happens to be a handy guy and obviously not afraid of heights up there on the roof on his own banging down tarps and stuff to keep his roof dry since May 22nd, same insurance company, same problems. Yeah, Linda. Oh, give me the phone number and I guarantee you I'll get a phone call. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. So I've written a letter to the ombudsman. This is what has been suggested to me, that I should write to the ombudsman. Apparently, and I don't know if this is true. I want to underscore that. I don't know if this is true, okay? But I am told from people who, I guess, work in the insurance business or close to it, by law, your insurance company has to get back to you within 48 hours. Well, if that is true, and again, if that is true, then this company has some explaining to do. I'm furious now. I'm absolutely furious. So there's that. Uh, so only good experiences with insurance companies. That's interesting. All right. Uh, this is Caller 9, the show that, well, listens to you. What do you want to talk about today? Again, people are flooding my inbox, sending me emails and texts all the time. Can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? Can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? Um, yeah. But you got to pick up the phone and, and initiate the conversation. That's the only catch. <laughs> or... Fire up the video link, whichever you prefer. The video link is right there at blasttheradio.com. You'll see a little picture of a webcam. Just click on that. That will take you to our StreamYard link, and you'll be able to appear on screen, be heard uh, right around my social media. Look at that. 17 people tuned in. Wow. I'm on my way to greatness now. Uh, you can call as well. Six one. Here's the thing. You know, like, and, and, and we talked about trolls in the Little Green Show a week or so ago. Yep, 17 on right now. Paul, did, is the law 48, 48 hours or is it 48 days? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Starting to wonder, Paul, maybe I misread that. Um, anyway, you can laugh at the 17, 18 that are on now. But you know what? By Friday's show, um, there were over 1,000 views all combined. That's fantastic. And that's really what, it, what at the end of the day matters to me 
you know, I know not everybody can sit there and, you know, they're not going to put aside 9.30 on their calendar every single day. Y'all are busier than that. But that's one of the things that I love about being able to put this out into the universe like this is it just sits there and you can consume it whenever you want. Yes, of course, we turn it into a podcast as well. The podcast numbers are pretty decent. I'm pretty happy uh, for week number one, now week number two on this. Um, other things. So I, I, I drove Sue to work again this morning. You just got a voicemail when you tried to call me? What the hell? Julie, that ain't right. Let me check things. Today. Hmm. Good morning, John from Kevin Ganley. Good morning, Kevin. It shows it shows that I missed a call, Julie, but it never... You didn't turn my phone on when you called. I don't understand. Julie, turn my phone on. Do it, Julie. You can do it. Turn my phone on. Um, so a missed call. That's the interesting. See, the thing is, I'm using an app for our phone number, which has mostly been good, but every now and then it's just it's unreliable, and I don't know why. Hmm. I'll keep an eye on that. Um, 613-604-6464. Uh, if you could try that again, that'd be awesome. Um, still, my house is haunted. It's not, though. It's not. It's a lovely little house, but I, I'm at the point now where this thing is, it's, you know, look... <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I? That sounds to that sounds to me like somebody's calling. All right. Hello, you're caller nine. <laughs> it works, Julie. You fixed my phone. Julie fixed my phone. And you've also made me feel really good about myself because, I mean, Friday we talked about weight loss and just, you know, the, the fat guy that I've become. And as I bounce up and down just, you know, for the showmanship of it, uh, my shorts actually started to fall off me. That was kind of interesting. Maybe I do need to exercise more. Apparently just one or two jumping jacks and I'm back in shape again. Wonderful. Yes. What's on your mind? Well, I was going to tell you that, like, um, my insurance company, um, I won't mention their name, but I had had two claims in the past. Um, we had our water tank blue in our basement and flooded our whole basement at our old house. And they came right away and fixed our whole basement. They came within, I would say, 48 hours. What's, and we're fantastic. What's that like, Julie? It was good. I guess. Um, and then when I had my really bad car accident in 2003, um, again, I rode off my car, and they were uh, actually so fantastic. They kept checking up on me, made sure I had physio. Um, but again, 48 hours, rent a car, you know, um, got me into a new car, made they would come, they were actually in the same mall as when I worked at the time, and they would actually come down to where I was working to make sure that, Aww. yeah, they, they were really looking after me. Now, was that due to, because you, you had a personal relationship with them working in the same mall, you'd see them, nope. you know, for, no, really? No, nope. oh, wow. they didn't know me at the time. See, I've, I, I filed two car claims in my life, maybe three. Um, but yeah, on both occasions, um, I had no issues with the insurance company. In fact, uh, the second incident that I had, uh, the first, the first one was a nightmare because a cop, <laughs> it was, I was driving to Bell's Corners to pick something up for Valentine's Day for the girl I was dating at the time. This is long before I met Sue. 
and uh, the old Moody Drive exit. It was like it was freezing rain, and I I took the exit. I was doing fifty k on the Queensway, and I skidded and slid off the road. And Lisa, I see you in the waiting room. Just hang in there. We'll get to you. Okay, Lisa? Um, she's giving me a thumbs up. Um, and anyway, so the cops charged me with failure to drive in a marked lane, excessive speed, the whole nine yard. And I ended up having to take the damn thing to court. But the insurance company was like, look, let's, you know, you worry about that. We'll get your car fixed. Here's a rental. Blah, 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 blah. Same thing in another incident, another winter incident. I'm driving up Bank Street. A woman's coming out of her neighborhood, and she has um, a hill. You know, so as she's driving, it's a hill, but she's on a downward slope, and she can't stop. And my my vehicle is less than a week old. She hits she hits you know right above the the wheel, bends the wheel, snaps the axle, the whole nine yards. And the insurance company, like within thirty minutes of of me uh, winding things up with the police, the insurance company were there. Or, or they had sent a car rental place there. Here's a car, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> and they, yeah, and keep that as long as you need, blah, 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 blah. But it was a different insurance company that I'm with now. And I had to change insurance companies. Here's why. When I bought this house, I had been with an insurance company that my dad, because he happened to be in the insurance business. Isn't that ironic, right? He had set uh, he had set the family up with you know with a plan on this company, and when I called them to say, "Hey, we're moving to a new address," they said, "Oh, well, you know, one of the things we don't we haven't done, and and we do now is was we need to create a customer profile. So, do you run a business out of your house?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I, you know, just a little online business." Okay, sir. Well, this is the end of our relationship. We will not insure you if you run a business out of your home. I was like, uh, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not like I have customers coming in. Doesn't matter. So, like two days before I move, now I'm panicked, right? So I'm I'm on the hunt for a new insurance company, and I ended up, ironically, because I just bashed them for all the all their advertising. I ended up at the radio station playing an insurance commercial. I'm like, well, I haven't tried that company yet, <laughs> and I called, and sure enough, they said, well, got a couple of questions. Do you run a business out of your house? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, do the checks go to your home address or do they go to a separate address? No, they go to a separate address. No problem then. The business and the home are separate. That's all we care about. So they were willing to insure me. <laughs> and they happened to save me some money. So it was fantastic. It was a no-brainer. But, you, you know, I mean, do you shop for insurance every year? Nope. <laughs> right? And this is the thing. Like, maybe I should. I don't know what's going on, but... Anyway, the car the car dealings that I've had have been fantastic. And uh, anyway, Julie, I'm I'm gonna ch- touch base with you later and and find out what insurance company you're with. And it's not like I mean, I don't know what's going on. And everybody's like, oh, you you need to you know go to a new insurance company now. Can you do that in the middle of a claim? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't uh, think so either. They are supposed to respond in 48 hours. <sighs> not 48 days, like Paul suggests. No, not 48 days, but uh, I know they were busy with the storm. And like when the storm happened, our insurance company sent out a memo saying uh, uh, to all our email addresses saying, um, we are busy with your claim. Um, If you've put one through, we are, you know, we are looking at it. Um, So it may take a couple hours longer or whatever to get back to you or something like that. Oh my like God, that. a couple hours longer. You. That's my wet dream at this point. <laughs> yeah, they kept sending emails on updates like, you may be waiting longer for us to get back to you. Um, but uh, we kept getting updates through email. See, I get that, nothing. Um, I get, like, is an email difficult? Is an email difficult? Um, 
No. You um, can automate that shit. I, I just, it, drive me crazy. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's on video chat. You want to bring Lisa into this conversation? Do you have to go, Julie? Uh, I have another 30 minutes. I have a meeting in 30. <laughs> of course you have a meeting. I'm surprised you, yeah, anyway. All right, well, let's bring Lisa into the conversation. Because, hey, Lisa. Hi, how are you? I'm sexy as hell. Look at you. Oh, I love that smile. Lisa and I have a great relationship going back to, uh, Long was, it, time. was it my Bob FM days or Cool FM that you first tuned in? Uh, Bob FM, I think. Cool FM, I can't remember. I know I lived in Quebec and you were the only English radio station that I could get tuned in. Interesting, considering all of the transmitters are based in Quebec. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that they did something just because I didn't speak French. But you were, yeah, with the radio. Now well, maybe, maybe. But you were going through quite the, quite the, the life challenge, and um, I'm so proud of you because you've really, you've turned your whole life around. You've moved back to, I guess, Southern Ontario is home for you, so you're, that's where you yeah, are now. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so that got you back closer to your daughter. I have two daughters. Yeah, my one daughter lives here. The other one lives in Timmins. Um, but when my granddaughter was born, I had to come back home because she was really sick. So I had to leave Gatineau and come back to Kitchener. Mm. But it was uh, it was definitely something I needed because before I moved there, I was out west and I was, as you know, the drug addict for 10 years and basically sold my soul and gave up everything and everyone, including my children, including my house and my car for one man. And one hit, literally. That's the combination. All it took for me. What made and you? Now, what made you want to turn it around? What was that final straw? Um, I kept dislocating my shoulders, having seizures every time I would smoke crack. And wow! I used I used to have to go to the hospital alone because my significant other would not give up the crack to come with me, or the other women that would be there helping him smoke the crack nude if you know what I mean. Um, So I would go alone, and this nurse that was there uh, yelled at me and told me, I know you're from Ontario. I don't know what you're doing here. And uh, this time when we put your shoulders in, we're not going to put you to sleep. We're going to let you feel what it feels like (laughs) to have them snapped in. Well, I was tweaking off drugs and probably yelled, I don't give a, you know, a million times and yelled at her because I was in pain and Jones in and my life was shit. And she did. She literally um, got four people to come in and snapped both of my arms back in. And the thock that it made literally still rings in my head. Um, and uh, she wasn't a complete, you know, douchebag. She gave me a shot of morphine just after, but told me, I want you to feel what it feels like. And started talking to me about my children. And I know you have children. And um, long story short, she told me if I could stay off crack, for four days, she would piss test me and she would help me get into a detox if I wanted it. But she basically talked to me like I was a piece of shit, um, talked to me like a mother would talk to their child if they were completely frustrated and just, you know, said it's up to me. Like she doesn't give a f- F-U-C-K if I You do can or say not. that here. You can say that okay. here. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck if I do it or not because uh, she don't really fucking care because if it's not me, she'll help someone else. And um, I said, okay. So I literally went and slept at a women's shelter in front of the desk 
because there was a lot of women that were in the back that would have ravaged and killed me. Um, so I slept on the floor on about a half inch mattress in front of the desk for four days, um, hiding out from my boyfriend. Jeez. And uh, I went back, she piss tested me and she got me into a rehab. She got me into a detox. And then I got into a rehab center and I, um, instead of staying three months, I spent nine because I needed the extra and I knew I needed it. And then I came back home and had to face my family and my children. My family had had a funeral for me after seven years that I was gone because I had never spoke to anyone. My children literally had to go to um, a funeral for their mother. Um, You know, insane. But so th- this, is, this is what I love about this. So, I mean, we just went down a, a path that, you know, we had no intention of going down at all. We just don't know what we're going to get. It depends on who pops into the show. And it's a very different right. conversation than the one we were having with Julie. And Julie, um, I, I obviously, I want to have a conversation with Lisa about this. I think it's important. Not that not that your conversation Absolutely. wasn't. Um, but do you want in on this conversation, Julie? Or would you prefer to go and get ready for your next meeting before you have a meeting <laughs> about a meeting that you're going to have a meeting about and then discuss in another meeting later on today what you met about? Sorry, Julie. And then, you know, no, no, it's good. This is good. No, this is a great conversation to have. And I think you need to have this conversation because if Lisa can help somebody else and out there in your audience, then, you know, you need to have this strong conversation and you need to have these words. And this is why, you know, Caller 9 is so important. Uh, Milky, because these conversations that need to get out there and need to support, and this is why, you know, I do what I do, and um, having these conversations is strong, but I am going to sneak off because I have someone calling me on the other line. All right. Hey, Julie, thanks for joining us in Caller 9, as always. You know, and when you call the Lowell Show, you, you really... You're so insightful and you're so thoughtful, and I just I just think the world of you. And I will be in touch because I want to find out what your insurance company is. <laughs> Absolutely, and Lisa, good on you, and all the Thanks, best. Lovey. And Thank yeah, you. and literally keep strong. And yeah, no, have this conversation because people need to hear this. Because there's somebody else out there that needs to um, definitely get on the right path. Thanks for yeah, calling, I Julie. All right, Julie, Julie, All right, Julie's got another call coming in. See, this this She's is got this nine. is why when you call places, your call is very important to us. Please continue to hold. Yeah, it's because the person's on 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 the phone with Milkman. That's why. That's what's going on there. So, Lisa, back 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 to you. I, I find this conversation amazing, and you and I have you know only really sort of texted back and forth here and there. We've mm-hmm. had the occasional conversation, uh, but never a face to face like this. First off, you know I'm so proud of you. You know Thank I'm you. so proud of you because I remember those days, and. I don't know I if you're. I don't know if you're calling my show because you just needed a friend, you just needed someone to listen to, but you were very open about the situation you were in. You were crying for help. I didn't have the resources to give you help. All I could do was was listen. Um, that nurse that you described, because we hear so many horror stories about our healthcare system, but what we don't hear is people saying, "You know what? The nurses suck. The nurses are always fantastic." Mm-hmm. Nothing but amazing things to say about nurses. The doctors as well. I mean, they are in the situation they are in, you know, and and, and the environment they're in and, and the lack of funding or, you know, resources going to the wrong places. That's not their fault. They're doing the best they can in a very bad situation. And I've been in hospital and the nurses, they are. They, I, I don't know Absolutely. how they do it. So was that... 
was that a nurse just telling you exactly what it was you finally needed to hear? Had nobody ever actually yeah. pulled you aside and just... I, I needed my mother is what I needed. And because I had run away from my mother and I'm now, you know, 10 years gone, I didn't have that. I didn't have that what I needed. So it was so much easier just to stay with him and smoke crack, you know, like, and when you're smoking crack, well, you don't care about anything or anyone. And it was just easier not to think about that. I had missed seven or nine or whatever number I was at birthdays with my kids, nine Christmases. Like how many times did they cry at night? You know, like when I was sober, those are all the realities I had to think about now was, holy fuck, what did I do? You know, it wasn't just coming off the drugs. It wasn't just coming down off of getting away from the man I thought I was absolutely in love with and used me and learning that I was just another bank account to him. You know, like, that's all I was. And I thought I had I had made it. He was my Prince Charming. And that's why I threw everything away for him. Is it the drug use that makes... His- I mean, is, is that his personality anyway? Or is that the drug use that makes someone behave in that manner? What's your feeling on that? You know, he was my best friend for 10 years. I never knew. And I'm totally honest on my grandkids' lives. I'm sure a lot of people don't believe me in my family, but I really don't give a fuck. Um, I didn't know for 10 whole years that he even smoked crack. I had no idea. I was his best friend. He would come spend weekends at my house. I was always his best friend waiting, you know, when he didn't have a girlfriend, you know. Sometimes we'd be friends with benefits, but he was my true love. He was my everything. So when he finally gave me a chance... Well, fuck, I thought that the skies opened up and the Lord finally shone down on me. Boy, was I wrong. He saw that I was doing really well. He saw I had a house, a car. I had two jobs. My life was amazing. I had a huge bank account that he helped me spend, and I lost everything. And what's he doing? He's still doing that with another girl, and there will always be another girl and another girl. So you know? he 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 used as you said he he was a crack addict and mm-hmm. and, and and hid that from you so well I, I, and I wouldn't even know what to look for I've never been down that road I, I've never been down that path. I hadn't either me neither like I smoke lots of pot smoke lots of weed and sure I've done bumps of coke lots of times but when I first seen him do it because he kept hiding and I was like what is that what is that smell and he told me it was white hash. Is what he told me it was. What's well, what's hash. white hash? I've, I, I, you're, you're talking to you're you're really talking to an absolute dummy when it it's comes nothing. to this stuff. There is no hash is black, and he told me and hash you smoke. It's like a little gummy that you smoke. Okay? Okay. It's kind of like weed. Anyway, um, he told me it was white hash, so I smoked it, and I found out two years after that that I had a seizure ah. right there off it, and it was crack. Isn't but crack isn't crack instantly addicting? Like once you've had it, it's like now you you need to have it like again and again and again. Like it, did you experience that, or you just you had the one hit and then you know you moved on for a few days, few weeks, few months, whatever? Um, no, it was daily after that. Damn, absolutely, every really? day, all day. Can you hold a second? I just have a customer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll remove you from that right now, and we'll just carry on with this conversation. Um, can you? I mean. 
I, in a million years, I would never have imagined somebody would come on and and talk about something so deeply personal, um, like Lisa's talking about. And this is this is what I love about Caller Night. And still to come in the next little bit, by the way, we're going to talk to Chris Father Gilbrown. If you're not familiar with Chris, uh, Chris was a radio student of mine when I taught in the radio program at Algonquin College. He was the youngest student in the class, just an amazingly creative guy. But he has an affinity for food. He was on the show Friday talking about, uh, along with Tina Marie, talking about uh, gas. Um, bypass surgery uh, that he's had and yet he's got this YouTube channel where he's out there sampling the weirdest foods you could possibly imagine he's doing the tacky you know the packy one chip challenge the hot you know tears streaming down your face um, everything in moderation right but it's a fantastic and fun YouTube channel so he joins us regularly to talk uh, food news and stuff so he's going to do that in a little bit and we're going to catch up with Sue McGarvey you might remember her from the 90s. She had a syndicated talk show across Canada. Now, not to be confused with Sue Johansson. Sue Johansson was the older lady with the curly hair that you would see on TV. Sue McGarvey is closer to my age, and she was the one on the radio. Well, she and I have been friends for a lot of years, and she uh, talks all things sex and sexuality. In fact, in the coming days, Sue uh, and I will officially announce our brand new podcast that we are doing together. All right, so there's that. Uh, Lisa appears to be back and ready I to am. continue. That's great. What, what? So you're in a in what kind of a retail environment are you in? K cups. Really? Like for a Keurig, that's what we sell here: is K cups and syrup, um, beans, stuff like that. Lisa, I, not to make jokes, but I'm going to make a joke. Uh, you do know that, really, essentially, uh, you are a dealer right now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, I always tell them the first cup's free. <laughs> that's how they get you that's how they get you lisa okay so that that was the introduction you you were kind of duped into it and obviously duped into a really shitty relationship as well uh mm-hmm. but now now you're on this this crack addiction and i mean what is it about this drug that just takes over your life like that when i smoked it it made me feel beautiful it made me feel funny it made me feel like i was smart and untouchable you are all of those things though without that drug you are all of those things absolutely i know that now that i am but But it made you feel i was was weak you Uh, know and i I never felt good enough and i was abused as a child by a family member and you know all of it's shitty to say but all of those statistics of like when a child is abused. Now that I'm older and I've gone through it, I see how spot on those things are. I had a baby at 16. I had my second one at 19. You know what I mean? Um, I was the drug addict. I was a drug dealer. I became a prostitute. For Real, I didn't know even, that. I did not know drugs, that. Not even for crack. I did it for, and I think in all honesty, I'll never admit this to anyone except you guys. Um, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the money. I enjoyed I get the that. attention. Sure. I enjoyed that they made me feel like I was sexy, you know, um, and the money was fantastic. And I had two kids that I was living on mother's allowance. I just didn't cut it. I was also, you know, 19 years old and wanted to go to the bars and have friends and, you know, so I've lived a life. And when I finally got my shit together is when Brad came a knocking. And that's when, you know, he was ready to be my boyfriend. See, I, I, I knew about 
your drug issue. And I, and I was very careful uh, when I brought you on today um, mm-hmm. to, to not even go there. I, I won't leave that entirely up to you. Uh, but I, I didn't. No but as, no, I know you don't. But I don't. I, I don't want to. I, I I always want to be respectful, right? Mm, um, and I'd rather you tell the story than than me tell stories out of school, frankly. Absolutely. Uh, but as many times as you and I have talked, and, and and I started this conversation by telling people, Lisa used to call me a lot, and I was as many calls as you would hear me put on the air. It was, and, and those are always fun. Um, but oh my gosh, I don't know what compels people to call a radio station. We're not we're not a helpline. We're not a distress center. Uh, we're not mm-hmm. equipped to do that. But I guess we're just we're just that friend when people are really really lonely. We're just that I other used to voice. Hide out in the office and and call from work. Remember, I used to work at the Eastside yeah. Mario's. Yeah. And that, and I used to hide out, and I'd be like, "Don't say my work." Or don't say my name on because it's on the radio here. Of course, don't say it. Of course, but I, you know, <laughs> and so I'd be hiding out. I, I I knew the situation you were in as far as the drugs were concerned. I, I you you would cry on my request line. You would you would you know tell me that you, you yeah. just don't know what was next for you, and and I just felt helpless. All but all I could do was be there, you know, to listen, and and, and that's all I needed. I know, and and I didn't know that then. Or maybe I did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I didn't sure know. Did. I didn't know about the prostitution side of things. Mm-hmm. And that was way before the drugs. But that's what I mean. Now that I've gotten a lot of therapy um, on pretty much situated the right medications mm-hmm. that I'm always changing, and you know, um, I know, like I said, that that is definitely a part of being molested and abused as a child that all of those things just came hand in hand i was sexually active super early i i knew what boys liked and i liked that attention and whether i learned it from the old man or i learned it from whatever but it just seemed like sex was very much a part of my life then anything Mm. sexual it's ironic. And I would find it, it. It's ironic, by the way, because Suma Garvey's coming on in just a little bit, and I know that she's going to, uh, you know, the topic she's going to talk about today, I know, I know she's going to talk about escorts. So that's just kind yeah. of ironic. Um, Chrissy's got a question for you, Lisa. Sure. Um, how long was the recovery, and, and, and what was the support? I went to rehab for nine months out west, and when I came home, I did, like, NA meetings out West and all of that and therapy. I did nine months of daily therapy with a psychiatrist. Um, I had to learn why I needed him and the drugs. And I had to start admitting that I had been abused as a kid and, you know, start dealing with some of my past traumas and past hurts. And my recovery is still, it's today, 13 years later, I just celebrated 13 years in July and Has it been still, 13 years already? I've been off crack for 13 years. But oh. when I lived when I lived in Quebec, Amazing. it's sad because I came home from um, out west. And I came home to make amends with my mother. And I called my mother every day for one full year. And the first time she heard my voice and I said, it's me, she hung up. She just said, no, and hung up. And I called her every day for a year. And she never picked up the phone. Whether I left a message, I called. On one full year, she picked up the phone and we made a plan and we made a plan to get together and I was going to come and see her. And, you know, so fast forward a few weeks, she bought me a plane ticket to come down from uh, to Kitchener 
And my first night I was coming in to spend with a friend and then go to see her for a week. And I was finally going to tell her everything and we were going to hash it out. And when I came home, John, my mom was in the hospital. Oh, God. And she died three days later. And I never got to make my amends. I never got to sit down and tell her because by the time I got home, she was already very far gone in the hospital in three days or five days that she had been in there. But my family didn't know I was coming home and my family didn't give a fuck about me anymore. So nobody called to say that she was in the hospital. Nobody, I don't think, thought she was going to die, but she did. So when I came back out west, I had, or when I came to Quebec, I had actually left my old man. And I wasn't a drug addict anymore. He was the drug addict that I was living with. But um, you're, you, you had to feel like you were... And, and by the way, I'm so sorry about your mom. Um, and, you. and, and it's such a heavy price, right? And, and, and that's what I hope people hear is the, the, the price on this addiction is, is far yeah. beyond anything that we can calculate. It's not even about money. It's, I mean, some of it is, but really it's, it's, these are people's yeah, lives the price that everybody else paid as well. You know, not but, just my 10 years lost, but then their 10 years lost. But in, in your therapy, okay. Cause I'm sure you talked about, you know, the situation, whatever else. And, mm-hmm. and you were persistent calling your mother. I mean, you must be, you know, as, as, re- as much regret as you have that you never got a chance to, you know, sit down and have that week with your mother uh, and have those conversations, the conversations that you finally would have had on the phone, I, I really hope you take some solace in that. Um, for sure. And the conversations that I've had with my kids, the conversations that I've had in front of a classroom, the conversations I'm having right now. In front, in of, front of classrooms? You've gone in front of classrooms and spoken That's- on this? Absolutely. My daughter wrote $5,000 or a 5,000 word word. essay on my mother, the addict, and she won a bursary for college. Come on. She said, I'm so, she said, I'm so sorry, mom, that I write this truly about you, but, and I was grateful. And yeah, like I tell, I don't know how many phone numbers I have of people that just come into my store and tell me for whatever reason, they tell me whatever, maybe because I'm very honest about it. That then they tell oh, me I, know you I have so many numbers of people that I'm like, you know what, just text me sometime. Tell them to text me sometime. I wish you were still in Quebec because I would drive over there right now and give you the biggest hug. You know that, right? <laughs> well, you're going on a road trip, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, to Peterborough. It's not quite Kitchener Waterloo. But... <laughs> well, aren't you going in the spring? Uh, in the spring to where? Aren't you going on an RV? If I can acquire an RV, that's a whole other conversation. Okay, well, when you acquire that RV, so I'll I expect listen. To see you. Uh, you know, okay, all right. So let's talk about the RV thing for a second. But are you with a customer right now? Do I need to put you on hold? Nope. No. Okay. Um, so I have an uh, an an amazing uh, an amazing couple who happen to be the parents of someone I'm friendly with. I wouldn't say great friends with, but certainly friendly with. Um, they acquired an RV a few years ago and their plan was to, um, you know, spend summers RVing and spend their winters somewhere sunny and warm. Uh, and due to health reasons, their RV has sat there for the last few years. Um, it, I, I've gone to look at it. It appears to be in gorgeous condition. Um, needs a little bit of cleaning up because somebody broke into it once upon a time and decided to set the fire extinguisher off. 
Um, but you know, they've done when they brought it back, they they put new brakes, etc., on it, and they are offering it to me for a ridiculous, a ridiculous price. Mm-hmm. Three thousand dollars. Wow. Amazing. I had a GoFundMe for a while, hoping that I could raise the funds for this because I really want this to be um, well twofold. Yes, obviously it's it's a business marketing vehicle, but it is a business marketing vehicle with the intention of traveling the continent and speaking to other broadcasters, radio and TV, about their struggles with mental health and I'm sure drug addictions, et cetera, will will come into that. But I want to get stories like yours and like theirs, and I want to talk about them on the air every single day. And I want to turn it into a podcast. And then I want to take it, you know, one step further and turn it into a book. And every single layer of this, I want it to be a fundraising initiative for, and what I especially want to do, Lisa, because what what my biggest challenge has been since I lost, I don't want to call them benefits because we paid for them, uh, but when I lost my health plan, when I lost my job, um, the decision, because you lose so much of your income, the decision you know that, that I had to make, I can't afford my meds. I just can't afford my meds. My doctor has told me I will be on these for the rest of my life, but my God, you know, and my doctor, God love him, had been giving me samples until the pandemic. And then there was nobody coming in with samples anymore because doctors weren't seeing patients. And I had a lovely listener who is in the pharmaceutical business check to see that I did indeed have a valid prescription. And she sent me over a year's worth Amazing. of my medication. But Lisa, it's, you know, it's four, it's a little over 400 bucks a month for this medication. And I found myself in a situation where I was having to make a decision. To cut, yep. a, a, you know, financial decision. Mm-hmm. Four hundred bucks is a lot of money. It, can I? Can I just be brutally honest? Mm-hmm. This radio station does not make four hundred dollars in a month. I've right. never said that publicly. I'm saying it right now. This radio station. Yeah, that makes it hard to, you know. Okay. Get your meds. So I have some very serious financial decisions to make and and i found mm-hmm. and and for my wife she it was just a hard no 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 we will find other ways to to save money that's Absolutely. just not negotiable so mm-hmm. what i want whether i start a non-profit or whether i start some sort of i don't know um a bank account or something but what i want this and, and i have yet to flesh that out but what i want to set up is some sort of fund some sort of system where people who find themselves in a situation they've had to leave the life that they're in. And you're a great example of that, okay? So someone who's had to leave that life and you're trying to better yourself and you're trying to get to that next thing in the short term, the fine, you know, and, and you're looking at, well, I, I can't afford my meds. I'm, I'm going to give those up. I, w- I want to set something up where, no, 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 you, that's not even, no, no, we've got that for you. Here's the money. Go get your meds. So that's ultimately what I want to do. I that That's my ask. I want three thousand dollars i haven't got that right now it's killing me because back in the day when i when i when i was working you know when i had the conventional radio job and my wife was working full-time and we had the side business three thousand dollars would have been a no-brainer for me to scrape together three thousand right now it is killing me and it's not i hear you it's not i hear you on the meds i don't have any coverage here at my job 
at all. And I'm I'm single. I live by myself. I pay all my own bills. I so have let's talk about that. Together. How are you affording? Uh, because I know you 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 also deal with some mental health issues. So I mean, mm-hmm. whatever prescriptions you're on for whatever reasons, how how are you managing that money? Because they're not cheap. And yes, I know they're at the not. end of your tax year, you can certainly claim medical expenses, but it's only up to five thousand dollars. That doesn't yeah. cover a lot. So how how do you how does someone in your situation have, uh, do it? Really cut back. Um, I take I don't drive, so I don't have a vehicle to pay for. But I take the bus. But I don't live too far from where I work. So when I have to, I walk. I also quit smoking a year and a half ago. That adds up, I <laughs> bet. <laughs> um, right. If I could stop getting tattoos. I would have lots, <laughs> lots of cigarette money that I've saved, but with every penny that I've saved, I've gotten myself lots of tattoos since, and that seems to be my new thing. How, now, I, 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 I don't have any ink on my body. What, what does the average tattoo cost you? Um, well, uh, these are brand new. I don't know if you can see that. Yep. little penguin. Of course. That one, and... Oh, wrong way. You've, that one. You've, you've sat through quite a bit of torture. Holy moly. Oh. That's just one arm. This is the other Now, that, arm. that one I noticed when you first came on. That that stood out. Yeah. This is my arm. The other arm is my grandkids. So on my arm, I have music and que sera, sera, because um, my mother used to sing that to me. And on the top, I have um, the song has ended, but the melody lingers on. That's on my my mom's grave. So what do we look, I mean, some of this is, is pretty elaborate. Like I, I think, you know, the average person, you know, when you, when you talk about a tattoo, they, they talk about, you know, like a little butterfly or something like that. I am so not a butterfly kind of girl. No, no, <laughs> no. I, you know, but I, I mean like the musical notes wrapped around your arm, etc. I mean, that's an entire music staff. It's, it's, you know, like you said, it's the entire that's, song, you know, hook of the Alanis song. It's Alanis Morissette that I would be good. Um, it's actually Great the words song. from, from that song, the lyrics that when she sings that I would be loved even when I numb myself. So are, are we talking, you know, when you go when you go to, you know, the tattoo artist, you know, who's who's going to, you know, do, you know, mm-hmm. art, art on you like that. Um, I mean, are we talking like three, four, five hundred dollars or more? More. Wow. Def- definitely more. See, I have no idea. I've never I've never like my, my sleeves not even done. The two that I just showed you, like the little penguin and the bear, that only cost me three hundred bucks. Three hundred and fifty bucks. That only cost the... me. Yeah. But that's pretty cheap. And that um So okay, so that's your treat to yourself. So when you're cutting back, you're putting what, you're giving yourself a little allowance every single month so that you that's, can go that's and get what the next I was work done? doing, yeah. Okay. I was putting all of my cigarette money into a jar and then I thought, okay, I'm just gonna get a tattoo get some more tattoos because i already had a bunch and then i just um any extra money any extra work i did anything like that i really love it because i feel really heavy i'll be honest so i feel really heavy right now because i quit smoking and yep, i gained I some that. weight I and that. it's covid and um you know i don't feel as pretty or whatever at the moment right um so in all honesty the tattoos on my arms make me feel beautiful. It's almost like I'm wearing clothes when I'm not wearing clothes because I know people (laughs) are staring at my arms. They're not staring at what I feel is gross about myself. You know, they're looking at my arms thinking that's cute. Okay. We need, we we need to talk. We need to have a conversation about that because first off you are, you're absolutely gorgeous. Don't kid yourself. And I'm not just saying that I'm not trying to kiss your ass. I have no reason to kiss your ass. You, but you're, I look at you, your eyes, first off, are captivating, but we locked eyes right away, even even when you were just in the waiting room. That's what I was drawn to. 
the engaged Lisa. And I didn't notice the ink until later. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot. And first off, not first off, but in, in addition to, um, there's nothing wrong with a few pounds. It's sexy. I know. And I know that. And I really feel like I look really healthy. And people say, like, I look as the healthiest I've ever looked, you know? I bet. That I look that I look great. And if one more person tells me that I look healthy, I'm probably going to throat punch them. Why? Um, because in my brain, it's not. It's overweight. And it's, you know, like, it's like the right side tells me, yes, I know this is gorgeous. Yes, yes. And all of a sudden, I got these huge tits. I've never had boobs Me before. too. No, what got, the fuck? I've got these huge fucking guns that I don't really know what to do with. See? You know, and now, now people aren't looking at my eyes anymore. <laughs> well, I have the same problem, Lisa. <laughs> I'm feeling heavier. COVID, you know, a, a sedentary lifestyle. No, I get what you're saying. And I talked about this Friday. And, and, and a lot of that is true. I Like, I was... <sighs> I was terrified of going to this Dragon Balls event on Saturday. It was it's it's not a pride event, but it's pride-ish, right? It mm-hmm. was people dressed in drag, playing baseball, and inviting people from the rainbow community and and allies to come in and celebrate and whatever else. It wasn't sanctioned by Capital Pride, but it was it happened to be on Pride Weekend, and it was a fantastic event. And I know because I, I am an ally and I do have so many friends in that community, I know that that's not a place where you're going to go and be judged. And yet, leading up to it, I was absolutely beside myself because every person that I know in that community, they are, they're very healthy, you know? And, and I know that's a stereotype, but I that's how I see them. They mm-hmm. tend to be more active. They tend to go to the gym more. They, they take better care of their bodies. They have better hair. They do better makeup. They dress better. And but I'm and I'm this not necessarily how they see themselves. I get it. I get it. Right. But then I turn it on myself and I'm like, well, what am I even going to wear? Like, you know, I got You don't my- know how I fixed myself just to come on this. Because I was like, I'm doing it. I'm not just going to do the audio. I'm going to do the camera. Like, fuck it. You know, I'm doing it because got to break those barriers. Got to stop that fear. Right. So here I am on camera. Like, fuck you, world. I'm going to do it. And well, you know. Okay. So all this to say, and and I won't even go down the road of of beating myself up anymore, but I I feel, I mean, I feel heavy. My knees are feeling the effects of it. My ankles swelled up last week. We still don't know what that was. They seem to be okay now. My lower back is hurting. My body is giving me every single indication to back up what my brain is telling me. You're fat. You're ugly. Nobody's going to find you attractive. Your hair is a mess. Blah, blah, blah. On Your skin looks bad. Blah, 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 blah. I'm having all the same conversations with myself, Lisa. All this to say that I showed up there, and you know what? Not a single person looked at me any differently. I was part, and I know that nobody's looking at you any differently. If they're looking at your ink, it's because you happen to have, in addition to all the other cool shit you got going on, you happen to have some pretty fantastic ink. Thank you. And if I I can say so, and I know it's 2022, and I will probably receive email and hate mail about this, I, I suspect your boobs are probably pretty awesome, too. They fucking are. Well, there you go. They are. It's just that they're heavy as fuck, and I had to buy new bras, you know? And my back hurts. Uh, and that I need a wheelbarrow to carry these bitches around. I'm so glad that I can get away with saying that with you, because... <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't Absolutely. necessarily. Nothing. I judge no one. I have the best sense of humor. I no, I know. Dirtiest, dirtiest sense of humor. But don't we need that? I, don't like like people this. People should be a little more open. You know. They should be a little more open, a little less me, me, me. I'm all for being sensitive. Yep, I agree. I am all for being sensitive, and we certainly do need to be more sensitive and more aware. Like I, I debated yesterday. Um, I started a thread a few days ago uh, about what is this fascination with this countdown to Christmas? This, you know, we're four months out, and people start posting, you know, Christmas in four months, ha! Huh? And oh, I don't, yeah, and I I don't get it. That did that. Yeah. Right, right, and I don't get it. And I got a comment yesterday from someone saying it's really fun to see the reactions of the people it pisses off. And my instant go-to is, yeah, but wait, that's a trigger for some people. And you, you know, and, and so you want to bang yeah. out, you want to bang out that message, right? What you don't understand is some of us deal with severe anxiety, and and you know, seeing that stresses us out, and it's a trigger. But then I back myself off, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, no, 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 because. There's a lot of things, and, and, and I'm sure you have things too. There are a lot of things around me that trigger me all the time. But I also accept that that's not the world's responsibility to fix for me. It's my responsibility to learn how to manage how I react to those things because those things aren't going to go away. So yelling and screaming and, and demanding this political correctness – What I prefer instead is, can we get to a place of just respect, you know? And I wish wish we could get to a place where, you know, um, a gentleman's handshake meant that what they said was their bond. You know what I mean? Like back to that where you didn't have to say to somebody, I'm solid. You just knew that they were. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever find our way back there, but, you know, like on the Nick and Joe show on Wednesday. Nick, I have a. All right, no problem. You go do that. Uh, On the Nick and Joe show uh, on Wednesday, Nick and I started talking about that, like, you know, holding a door open for someone. And, you know, listen, back in the day, back certainly back in my dad's era, you held a door open for a lady. And that was the vernacular. That was the language they used, you know, in in my dad's growing up years. Um, You know, when I hold a door open for someone, it's not because they're a lady. I hold the door open for anyone regardless of gender because it's just the polite thing to do i'd rather hold a door open for another human being as opposed to watch them walk into it and slam their face up against the glass that ain't cool no way that's cool what a fascinating conversation i again i have i i never have any idea where these conversations are going to go um it's entirely up to you Every single day. And we've got a couple of people who said that they'd be on today who I haven't heard from yet. But I do, uh, Lisa's got a customer right now. I, I do want to get to some of the conversations I've had um, with the likes of Sue McGarvey and Chris Father Gilbert. Let's start, uh, let's have a little conversation uh, since, you know, from boobs and uh, and since Lisa brought it up, you know, escorting uh, as well. So let's, let's have a conversation with Sue McGarvey of sexwithsue.com. Once again, either I escaped Sue or Sue escaped me, but we've been chasing our tails and bumped into each other again. Hi, Sue McGarvey, sex therapist. Hello, sweetie. How are you? I'm I'm glad you're back. I haven't seen you. I haven't talked to you since before you left to go on your vacation. And then you, you know, then you put your back out. I'm not going to ask you how you put your back out. I'm sure it was some weird sex position because, you know, I know that that's That's, what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) Frankly, I think at my age, any sex position is enough to put my my back out. And it just, yeah. you know, it's just a chain of events, right? It just one thing leads to another. Anyway, I've talked about this on the show, yes. But, well, I like your story better than mine, that I put okay. my back out 
in, in yes, his- I'm. I'm weird sex positions. We're not talking about weird sex positions today, but we're talking oh. about places where you can hook up, not actual places in your house, but places where you can actually meet people. And it came out of a story. Oh man, I, I, I you know, not only do I run the Ducklings, we are the Ducklings.com coolest group ever, mm-hmm. but. In during the pandemic, I had a lot of clients who were really on the raggedy edge and were really lonely. And I firmly believe that loneliness kills. And, you know, I have some, you know, some true stats on that. And there was a singles group that was going to, that was do that had like 1800 members in Ottawa and they were going to close down. And I went, I have a team. We can do this. We can put people together. So my Facebook group is uh, on the auto over 40, Ottawa over 40 active singles is now at 1,600 and growing by 100 people a week. And people are desperate to connect. But they then I found a bunch of married people on there writing random single women looking for sex. And I was so mad. Oh, I'm so mad. Like, like I'm like... Capacity or join us capacity? No, or- be a threesome. We're looking for a unicorn. Are you okay. kidding me? So instead of being kind and being a singles group, they and there are lots of places. You know, it'd be better. You know, I would I wouldn't appreciate it either on the ducklings, but it would be a better served there. So they're overstepping the boundaries of what that was intended as. Damn skippy they are. Anyway, made me mad. So <laughs> okay, okay, calm down, calm down. So, so what we're gonna do is, I said we need to have a place where people can actually go find these people who want to be found. Right? It's like sure. don't write random people on Facebook and say, "Hey, you want a threesome?" Because then they feel leered at and creeped out, and it's not cool. Why is nobody writing me with these invitations? All right, I throw my back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird sex positions. We'll work on that for you. All right. Well, here we'll take notes. Here are the list. So places to hook up and sites you've probably not heard of. Number okay. one is called Slixa. S L I X A. It's apparently four out of five people say it was the best place that they actually found a hookup. Slixa. Okay. Slixa. I know. People think you think I've never heard it. I immediately went and looked at it up. The other one is called Switter. So Slixa and Switter, S-W-I-T-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of those are ads for escorts. So if you're looking to pay, and that's what I said to people, look, if you're a married couple looking for a unicorn, pull out your money. It's going to cost you by the time you pay dinner and, you know, and have people over and drink some wine and whatever, it's going to be 150 bucks anyway. Pay the extra 50, go $200, go on Leo's list, get yourself exactly what you're looking for. What the localities of that though, Sue? It's a gray area in Canada. It's it's got different legalities in the U.S. depending on which state you're in. Um, but in Canada, Canada sex for money was never illegal. It was talking about sex for money. It was solicitation that was illegal, which is so Canadian of us, right? We it's it's okay to do it. It's just not okay to talk about it. So I know. So it really is. And then they threw right. out they threw out the law. A while ago, you know, the, the Terry Jean Bradford stuff in Toronto. And really, there's not a cop in the country. And if it's consenting, you know, women over over a certain age, entertaining businessmen in their apartment for the afternoon, nobody's going to touch that. That's why the rub and tugs don't get bugged. You know, if it's if it's human trafficking or drugs, absolutely. And we're all for, for that. But it's saying that you may want to look at that. So they ha- used to have back pages, which isn't very good. But Leo's list, if you're thinking... It's well, was shut down, wasn't it, in the States, which rendered the whole thing to disappear. And Leo's List kind of surfaced out of that. Leo's List surfaced out of that. Yeah. So it's Leo's List in Canada, and it's doing fine. And it's well-regulated, at least I think it is. 
But if you looked at, you know, Tinder Plus, Pure, Leo's List, Switter, I love that name, Switter, and Slixa, those are the, the ones. So somebody asked me for the top five and I, I, you know, I knew about Leo's List and Backpages and Tinder Plus and I'd heard about Pure, although that's kind of the least of all of them. You know, and and if you're a woman and you're looking for inconsequential sex, go on Ashley Madison. There's, you know, 30% of the guys are single there and there's 100 guys for every one woman. Or can you not just go to a bar? (laughs) Or on the street corner, excuse me, can I borrow your penis? Yeah. Uh, I don't want people doing that, but I mean, do women really have difficulty, Sue, in that department? Can they not just pretty much turn around to someone and say, hey, look, I I got an hour to kill. Are you in? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that they are. But as I say to a lot of women, sex you can get, sex with integrity. <laughs> and, you know, with somebody who's actually looking at you like more than you're a, a orifice. Sex integrity is a whole other yeah. conversation we need to have. Absolutely. Some. All right. So those are those are my things. I thought it was good, good information to know. And I put it out on my list and said, hey, dumbasses, don't randomly, you know, do women who are looking for love. If you're looking for it, go pay for it or go, you know, go hook up on these sites. These are hookup sites. Go figure it out. All right. And your group again is we are the ducklings.com. You ah, are yes. national too, correct? It is. It's so good. It's so good. We were at pride yesterday. It was so good. Yeah. Sorry, Miss Pride. <laughs> Way too much pain. I got, I, I was, I did a pride event uh, on Saturday. It was Dragon Balls. So it was people dressed in drag playing baseball and it was music and it was, you know, you know like they would have a reverse inning where you had to run from home to third to second to first to home. Uh, I, would and lo- I would have loved it. I would have loved it. I was actually at the Peter Gabriel. Um, uh, Genesis Phil Collins. Nostal- it was spectacular, spectacular. If you haven't looked at Nostalgia Fest, you're thinking cover bands. But you know, I, I, you know, I, my partner was at the uh, was at the Genesis concert in 2008, and he said it was better than the actual original. Well, there you go. Yeah, um, we have so much fun when Suma Garvey's with us. Also, get out and enjoy. And if you want to bring somebody with you, now you've got your top five websites. Suma Garvey is here today. <laughs> Every day answering questions to do with sex, sexuality, dating, etc. Uh, and if you've got a question for Sue, uh, get it to her by email. Sue, your address again, please. Sue at sexwithsue.com. And back to me. Um, God, I love Sue McGarvey. She's just, I mean, she's just, she is who she is, and she's fantastic. Uh, and like I said, in the days to come, uh, like before the end of this week, Maybe early next week, uh, Sue and I are going to announce uh, our podcast that we are doing together, all about sex, all about sexuality, and we invite always your questions, your input, your insight. And uh, Lisa's, I think, helping a customer right now. But um, <laughs> I saw her just you know caught a glimpse of her uh, on my screen. She's having yeah, <laughs> there she is. She's having a good little chuckle at um, at, at some of the comments regarding escorting, which uh, of course Lisa confessed to us just a short time ago uh that's a world she used to be in and she was in full agreement on the whole idea of look if you're looking to get a little freaky deaky and you want to bring a third in if you're not in that world that there are places to go as sue mcgarvey mentioned where you can actually get that for yourself so um thank you sue mcgarvey sex with sue.com is her website we are the ducklings.com is uh, her group it, and it really it's an international thing she's got chapters in florida Florida, uh, out west, uh, you know, Midwest America, and as she describes it, and, and I'm not going to do it justice, but it's you know, it's it's kind of somewhere in between uh, a swingers party and your parents' um, bridge party. 
So, you know, fun group that aren't necessarily the wildest. Uh, they're also not, you know, your parents. So there's that. Very, very cool. Uh, this is Caller 9. We invite you to call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. I will, you know, get you in front of all of my social media followers or at least as many uh, as care to tune in. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitch. We are on my YouTube channel. Uh, I can stream this to LinkedIn, too. Why didn't I do LinkedIn? I got to do LinkedIn. And, of course, we are on BlastTheRadio.com. Um, which we're, we're now gravitating to be uh, known as WBTR.ca because uh, we're so much more than just radio. You know, I, like the word radio, I, I don't think radio necessarily registers with like anybody under the age of 30. They kind of go radio. Um, and, and I love radio. I love me radio. But the reality is what we're doing here on BTR is kind of above and beyond that. Yes, there's a radio component to it. But this show, for example, it's streaming on the Internet. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Later on this afternoon, I am going to have a conversation with a brand new host. We have an amazing new show coming to BTR. um, And the story behind the connection that I have to this host who, by the way, is from Canada, but doesn't live in Canada, talks to some of the biggest celebrities in the world. That's coming soon to BTR. Anyway, I'm having a conversation with that person a little later on today, and we will introduce you to this new show tomorrow. I will replay that conversation here on Caller 9. Uh, I cannot wait for you to meet this person, and the story is just so cool. The connection between this person and I is just so unbelievably cool um lisa is helping customers still which is awesome uh, nope lisa's there lisa yeah you can chat we can chat now i just have one in the store okay she knows what i do have doing. to get to chris father gil brown in the next couple of minutes yeah, and no i know problem. you're getting busier I'm just gonna and busier. say goodbye yeah lisa can i just uh, and, and people have posted this as well Thank you so much. That That is such a person, so many personal things that you've shared with us today. Uh, I never expected this in a million years. I, I love you. I am so unbelievably proud for you and happy for you. And look at you. you. Look at you. Seriously. Look at you. I'm happy too. I'm proud too. You're gorgeous. Thank you for letting me share it. You're like gorgeous. Like I said, in front Don't of a classroom and in, in front of media, whatever it takes, if it makes one person and Always, if anybody ever messaged you and needed somebody to talk to, um, get a hold of me. And that I have lots of love, lots of support, lots of answers, but I will be tough. And uh, you can't tell me that you can't do it because I did. So don't tell me you can't because you can if you want it. You're one of the most amazing humans I know. Oh, my gosh. Tell them to call me, message me anytime. I'm there. Yeah, I'm just going to start handing out Lisa's phone number to randoms. You do that. You do that. (laughs) And I'm single. Uh, okay <laughs> lisa much love thank you so much for this uh, you, you you blew me away today i just i have so much respect for you thank you so much for your time keep in touch always Bye. yeah all right uh i mean what what do you say when someone is willing to share that and if you missed it, um, make sure you, you, you replay this video. Lisa, um, yeah, Tina Marie's uh, late. That's okay. Um, that's the beauty of having this stuff posted online. So you can go to Facebook, our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel, and you can watch a replay of this. Or go to Milkman Show wherever you get your podcast, because I will have this up as a podcast a little later. But uh, Lisa talked about uh, how she has overcome a drug addiction that cost her every penny she had, that damn near cost her her life. 
and uh, how she has uh, sort of come full circle and uh, got herself to the place she's in now. It's an amazing story that uh, I was somewhat aware of, but every time I talk to Lisa, she reveals a little bit more. And um, I, I just I have so much respect for for her and um, how candid she is and and uh, willing to talk about it. So that's absolutely amazing. Hey, listen, let's have a little fun. Um, not that sex isn't fun because it is. Sue McGarvey was with us just a moment ago. Uh, but let's talk food. Chris Father Gilbert and I had a chance to talk uh, earlier this week. Last week uh, on his segment, I, I kind of you know I made a smart ass comment, shocking, uh, that he's got all these food stories. I'm like, how is it? That you have all these stories, Chris, but you know none of them seem to come from Florida because everywhere you look, like the weirdest stories come from Florida. Well, Chris took the weekend and did some homework. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk Florida. Here's Chris Father Gil Brown. Always a fun, fascinating, interesting conversation when we speak with the brainchild behind YouTube.com slash That's Rank, a YouTube channel devoted to everything food and more often than not, freaky foods, but not necessarily. Hey, Chris, Father Gil Brown, what do you got for us today? Well, hello, John Milkey. And today this is for you because last week you asked for it and I am a man of the people, specifically a man of the milkman. But oh. I want you to flash back to last Thursday when we talked about the doofus in Georgia who called 911 over his cold McDonald's right. fries. Yeah, yeah. And he had a warrant out for his own arrests. And at the end of the video, you actually said you're the biggest thing that was missing from that is that he wasn't a Florida man. So I went ahead and I compiled some of my favorite classic Florida <laughs> man stories as it relates to did. food. <laughs> uh, before I start, though, none of these stories are going to get you kicked off the Florida airwaves, are they, John? Mm, nope. It's probably better if I tell it and you just sort of sit there and I exactly absorb just, it. I, in okay. this relationship, Chris, I'm just the yes man. Perfect. Well, let's start in Deland, Florida. And I kind of love that name for a city. You know, what part of the city are you in? I'm from across Deland. Anyway, <laughs> a man called 911 to report that his home had been broken into when prospective thieves draped a towel across his security camera at his home. Hmm. John Silva and Derek Irving had broken into the man's home, who was a former business partner of theirs, and their plan was to light the place on fire. However, when they saw that the police had arrived, they did the only logical thing that they could do in order to, you know, greet the police at the door. Irving threw on a bull's costume that was nearby, and Silva sat near an empty jar of ragu spaghetti sauce. Now, you might be wondering what where the spaghetti sauce comes into play here. See, what they've done... Hey, Chris, you know what I'm doing? I'm wondering how the spaghetti <laughs> sauce comes into play here. Well, I'm glad that you asked that question, John. I actually have a lot of questions, but that one's paramount. Okay. They'd, uh, they started a pot of the ragu on the stove with a washcloth next to the burner so that that would set up the fire and make it look like it was a natural fire. So as the cops got there, the cloth had actually just caught on fire. And they tried to convince the police that this was completely normal behavior and that the homeowner was making spaghetti. But as the owner said when he was interviewed, they were trying to make it look like I left the stove on, but who gets up at 2 a.m. and fixes sketty? Okay, well, there you go. Your thought. I, I was going to ask the question. Have you ever fixed sketty at 2 a.m. No. in a bull's costume? I, well, I mean... <laughs> It was a cow costume, but, you know, don't <laughs> judge me, man. That's crazy. This is a judgment-free zone here. Absolutely. We're, we're talking Florida, <laughs> man. No, 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 no judge. Yeah. We're, we, we judge everybody else, just not each other. Uh, <laughs> maybe this next story is going to make a little more sense to you. So once upon a time, there was a real 
kind of a special feeling that a young man would feel when he thought of the restaurant Hooters. Now, last week, you shared your memories of Lashar. Any chance have you ever <laughs> felt head over heels? Uh, have you ever felt, you know, had maybe over plunging necklines at Hooters? I never found the Hooters. You know what? A lot of nice people working at Hooters and the food was, yeah, I just never found that uniform attractive at all. I don't get, I don't get the whole Hooters thing. I don't either, but apparently 28 year old Jonathan Hinkle of Merritt Island, Florida had something special going on with his local spot and he was willing to do anything to get there. So he called 911. This is going to be a theme today. And he reported that his grandmother had suffered a stroke in a Hooters parking lot and needed to get there immediately. Now, 911 was that's where grandma tends to hang out is Hooters. Right. But they're not going to taxi him over there. And they actually spent three hours trying to track grandma down since he'd reported this. (laughs) When it turned out that this had been an elaborate. Here's a tip. She's the one not in the orange (laughs) tight shorts. Maybe she is. What's up, grandma? Oh, I just lost any appetite I had left. (laughs) Maybe we're seeing very different grandmas down in Florida. Anyway. so when they discovered the elaborate ruse, the completely understanding police gave him a ride in the backseat after all, but that was to jail for improper oh, use of the 911 yeah, exactly. service. Yeah. By the way, uh, I need I need to backtrack on my on my grandma comment because it dawns on me, of course, you know, after it flies out of my stupid mouth. Oh my God, I could be talking about people who are my age. <laughs> yeah, you certainly could. Uh, when I, used I forget to, sometimes. When I used to work at Bell Canada, I called one of my employees uh, grandpa. He was 37 years old with a with a grandson. So keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, I know. You could, I know. You'd be my very sister- well looking at great grandfather status at your age, John. My sister's <laughs> younger than me and she's a grandmother. So there you go. Uh, you know what? Let's end today on a more wholesome note and talk about pancakes. Are you a pancake guy, John? Yeah, I w- I've never said no to a pancake. That's for sure. Like they're, they're special, right? They should be enjoyed anywhere, anytime. And they can be. Absolutely. And according to the Lakeland police, um, well, that's not a fact. And eating pancakes is actually an arrestable offense. But let's backtrack a little bit here. So in March of 2017, the police responded to a call about a pajama clad man enjoying pancakes sitting in a folding chair in front of a small table. Like, get a nice big stack in front of him, fluffy and golden, drowning in butter and syrup. You know, Sounds lock, okay lock. so far. No, we got to lock this guy up. He's completely out of control. Now, um, see, the issue was where he was doing it. It was in the middle of a busy intersection. And apparently, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that doesn't fly in Lakeland. No, you know? no. Maybe here in Ottawa on Wellington Street, but not in Lakeland. No, um, outside of church in Ottawa, apparently. <laughs> that is true, too. With Nerf guns and anyway. Um, so it turns out he was doing it as a prank, but the police didn't find it very funny, charging him with obstructing, obstructing a roadway. And the second charge is a very real charge, disrupting the free flow of traffic. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. If that one is a real charge, for God's sakes, can somebody please enforce that against every single person who gets onto the highway by slowing down as they're trying to merge into traffic? Please. Please, you're stopping my free flow of traffic at that point. Um, this segment is no longer about food. It's rants with Chris Father Gilbrown. Rants about traffic in Ottawa. You know, yeah. John, I probably could have carried the segment for hours. We could legit probably keep this going Florida all week. It easy for you, don't it? Yeah, we can fill in all six hours of your Caller 9 segment. Uh, <laughs> I saw stuff like nude ramen eating, breaking into homes to prepare a snack, throwing an alligator through a Wendy's drive through window. You know, I don't know what's going on in florida but you know you work down there any thoughts on florida that are not going to get you fired 
Oh, thoughts that aren't going to get me fired? No. <laughs> All right. We'll no. save that for another day. All right. Chris, Father Gilbrown, as always, um, insightful. Thank you for the homework, too. I appreciate that. Uh, he's on YouTube. It's a great channel. It's a fun follow. It's, 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 I mean, it's a rabbit hole like none other. It's youtube.com slash that's rank. And back to me. There you go. Um, yeah, please give him a follow. Uh, it's called subscribe on YouTube. I wish they could come up with another term because subscribe kind of it, it, it gives the in, in, gives the impression that um, <laughs> you got to pay money. You don't. Uh, what subscribe does is it'll actually notify you on your phone, your tablet, uh, that there's new content from some of the channels that you follow. And you can follow our channel as well. So Chris is YouTube.com slash That's Rank. We are YouTube.com slash Blast the Radio, where you'll find videos from the Nick and Joe show, uh, this show, uh, the Lowell Green show. It is all there for you. And yes, you can post your comments even after the fact. Uh, in, in Lowell's case, for example, uh, whenever I get comments on his channel uh, and we get them you know, for episodes that he's you know, aired months ago. Uh, I do. I pass those on. Speaking of, Lowell will be with us this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Um, he and I are... What the hell is going on? So, ICSC-Canada.com releases this report that the City of Ottawa councillors have passed this new green energy plan. Uh, 710 wind turbines, acres and acres and acres of solar farms, uh, and they're going to pay for this you know, uh, you know, through things like uh, if you're coming from outside of Ottawa, uh, there'll be a twenty dollar toll. Uh, you know, as you enter the city, uh, there'll be a, an annual registration of your car. There'll be areas of downtown you cannot drive in. Um, banning of all fossil fuels. So no chainsaws, no gas mowers, no gas snowblowers, no gas cars, etc., etc., etc. It's it's absolutely insane. Uh, ICSC Canada released that. We heard from them on the Nick and Joe show on Wednesday. But further to that, uh, and, and hello to my friend Joseph Benami. Joseph co-hosts the Nick and Joe show. He is currently running for council. And if you go to josephbenami.com, uh, he posts, obviously, his campaign videos. But he talks about this. So he's aware of this plan as well. So, I mean, you know, ICSE brought it to our attention. Uh, Joseph Ben-Ami brought it to our attention. And then yesterday we hear from one of the counselors saying, well, no, there's no plan. Uh, but we have, you know, but then he starts detailing, you know, the money figures. Well, if you've got money figures, then there's some sort of plan. It's all very confusing. And we're trying to get to the bottom of this. So thank you, Joseph. And thank you to to Tom at uh, ICSE. And, and keep giving us the information that you're getting on this. And don't forget... There are meetings as well. Let me get to that right now. Uh, they are there are these are specific mayoral debates that are happening. Um, well, one we've already missed, but you, you just you don't hear this. You know, you don't hear anybody telling you, you know, about these. You know, where did I put it? Uh, about these meetings. There you go. Tom Harris's email. Um, so there's one in Barhaven. This is this is a mayoral debate on the environment. Specific to the environment. And by the way, $60 billion of, and this is, this is not across Canada. This is not a, a Canada government thing. This is not an Ontario government thing. This is the city of Ottawa. $60 billion. Every new home. No more gas heat. 
you you will be on the hook to retrofit your home, your business with electric. We have an election coming up. If this concerns you at all, uh, you'll want to take part in some of these mayoral debates and ask them. And ask them. By the way, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are ten people on the ballot to be your mayor. Okay, so we've already missed one. That was happening in Barhaven on August 16th. There is one tonight in Canada. It's happening at Walter Baker Park, 6 until 8. So right outside the Canada Recreation Center, 6 until 8 tonight. It's a moderated debate specifically about the environment. Uh, and then there's one coming up in Orleans, Wednesday, September 7th, from 6 until 8. If you want more information on that, just get in touch with me, milky at blasttheradio.com. Uh, but we're trying to get to the bottom of this. And I'm sure Lowell will be on that today at 2 o'clock. Anyway, um, James, I hope those debates are being streamed live. James, like, if you go to the City of Ottawa's website, you, you can't even find any, like, any information that there even is a debate of the candidates. It's insane. Tom Harris from ICSE Canada happened to forward me this email. I mean, the city of Ottawa logo is not even anywhere on it. Does that make sense to you for an election? Craziness. Anyway, happy to forward that on to you. Uh, if you wish, just email me, milky, M-I-L-K-Y, at blasttheradio.com. But yeah, $60 billion to build windmills. By the way, they're, they're, they're the size within the city limits. Do you know how much... Do you know how much percussion one of those wind turbines generates can you imagine your house being anywhere near i don't even know where they're planning i've heard you know somewhere in in the saint laurent area if you live in that area or, or anywhere where these things would be built can you imagine that amount of wind thump 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 against your house what that does to the human body anyway i mean the amount of space they're talking about just for solar farms Solar farms, it's like eight times the amount of space of the existing experimental farm. Just for solar panels. Even more for these wind turbines. And my question yesterday, and Lowell kind of just you know blew past it, how many carbon-producing trees do we need to cut down in order to put these things in place? But, and of course, councillors say that there is no plan, but they voted on a plan that isn't the plan that we're talking about, and that's the plan. It, tune in. Tune in see if you can start making sense of this, because I think any of us uh, who have any concern whatsoever – and look, look, I, I'm not a, a climate change denier by any stretch of the imagination. Climate's been changing uh, as long as this planet has been in orbit – that's just what the world does. The ice age to melting to glaciers. It's why mountains have formed and rivers have formed and cliffs and rocks and, you know, fossils. And, you know, are we contributing to it? Yeah, probably. And and I'm here's I'm a believer that if we can do something greener and cleaner, we should. Absolutely. But isn't it? Is it the government's place to be forcing us to heat with electric, to um, drive electric cars, or is that a consumer choice? To me, it's a consumer choice. Make make the argument, you know, compelling enough that I want to buy an electric car versus 
look, I drive a Dodge Ram, and I know a lot of environmentalists don't, you know, don't like to hear that. I get it. You know, and I bought it because I was towing a boat and whatever else. I'm no longer, and my next car will be a much more environmentally conscious choice. Smaller uh, and certainly more affordable. But when I think of the trips that I do to and from New Brunswick, and granted it's not a lot, the idea of having to stop, like it's, it's a 12-hour trip. The way I do that trip and have done that trip for 30 years, and, and okay, maybe I'm being a little stubborn, I go about halfway and I stay the night. I fill up for gas in the morning and I don't need to fill up for gas again until I'm at the cottage. I stop once. How long does it take you to fill a tank? 10 minutes, maybe, max? By the time you go in for a pee and wash your hands and grab a you know coffee and, and head back to the truck, walk the dog, let her have a whiz, you're, you're 10 minutes. I don't want to have to stop three times on the way and spend an hour sitting at a charge station. And, and people make the argument, oh, yeah, but you can sit and you can watch a movie. And that, I don't want to. <laughs> I just want to get to where I'm going. You know, this is a huge country. A lot of like, anyway, uh, we'll have that conversation with Lowell Green. Thank you for the conversation today. Thank you, Julie, for calling. Thank you, Lisa, um, for an unbelievable conversation. I, I love you so much. I'm so unbelievably proud of you. Uh, thank you, Sue McGarvey, sexwithsue.com. And thank you, Chris Father Gil Brown uh, from youtube.com slash that's rank. This, uh, this is already exceeding my expectations. I really believe. Uh, conversations are the thing that we've been missing, especially the last couple of years. It's time to get back. You know, it's okay to disagree um, as long as it's respectful. Uh, I I want this to be, you know, we can get together every single day and and talk about these things and, and do it over a coffee. And I'll still like you and you'll still like me at the end of the day. That is the hope. All right. I'm off to have a quick little break. And then uh, at 11.30, I am going to be interviewing uh, our new show host, who I cannot wait to introduce you to, and that will be tomorrow. And then I'm back at 2 o'clock this afternoon with the aforementioned legend that is Lowell Green. Thank you for spending time with me, the Milkman John Milky, here on WBTR.ca, also known as BlastTheRadio.com. This has been Caller 9. Move for now. (laughs) 